Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and yes. welcome to Anatomy of Us. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my good friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Thank you so much for joining the show today. It's going to be a fun show. And of course, we're doing it our style. I don't have a really great idea of what we're talking about, but Melanie does. We're going to add value. We're going to bring it home and we're going to seed, plant the seed of starting conversations with you and your spouse from here so you guys can go talk about this, improve your life, improve your marriage improve your family yeah, you got the right. jazz today so it's all right nice lady. to hear the long version of i know the song. It's, it's pretty sick I'm, I'm jamming it's like gets you in the mood so all right let's actually, dive, i want to talk about this song in. is actually super fun we wrote it going. in we'll turn it down mm. we wrote it in partnership with matt carter of emory and chris right. keen of i always say it wrong surrogate i always say surrogate who do you who wrote more of it i don't know but i have a crush on chris keen so well, don't tell him i was in the band emory so basically <laughs> i wrote the song <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> I, I am famous. Because I know them. Anyway, you're famous because of me because you were on some albums. Which but, is fun yeah. because um, that song means a lot to us because it was written by our friends. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. Sorry, my microphone's loose. Anyway, so today's topic, we're talking about finding your inner goddess. And actually, I had a funny thought. For you, not for me. I don't need an inner goddess. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. You need my inner goddess. I like to get in your goddess. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, it's turned down. That was that was really good. Say it. Should we do it again? And then the, it's not as funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, we want to talk about that. And I had a at the beginning of this the episode, you were like, "We're going to do it our style." I don't know anything about what we're talking about, which <laughs> cracks me up. And I'm like, oh, "Way to make us sound professional." But what I like about that mm-hmm. is that um, it, this is authentic. Meaning, this is us having a real conversation that right. we've never had before. We didn't sit down and like make our bullet points and be like, this is what we're going to say. And so if right. we don't understand one another, you get to watch the process of us working through that. You get to watch so. the process. But remember, I literally am a family system trained, licensed therapist, went to school for a billion years and done this forever. So I am actually you a professional. as Moses. <laughs> uh, yes, Moses was my teacher. Um, but yes, we do add value. And I like adding value by just having real ass conversations about real stuff that we're talking about, working it out in real time. And then, you know, sometimes we put bullet points and stuff in there. But I was on a client call this morning and he was saying like some of the stuff that we talked about spurred these conversations and then led to other realizations, not even closely in the same universe of what like we were talking spouse, about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And like having building conversations that both grow one another um, and realize different stuff about yourself and different stuff about your spouse, which is amazing. So whenever you say goddess, I just think of the uh, Annie's goddess salad dressing. <laughs> Ow, that hurt my back. When you know what I'm I talking laughed, about? I got it's like a, a lung tweeze. Mm. Tweeze. Yeah. Um, goddess salad dressing is really good. We mm. put it on our ranch chicken or whatever it is. Rosemary chicken. I have to share that, that recipe. That is a really good recipe. Anyway, yeah. so finding your inner goddess. Why the H am I talking about this and what the H does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it's this is kind of funny. I And I would love your thoughts on this, uh, your take on it as well. So 
I work with uh, female clients. What do you keep staring at? You're distracting making me. Making sure that it's recording. To the completeness. It is recording. Okay. Okay. Uh, I keep, or I hear my female clients when I work with them and I talk about finding your inner confidence and I'll use language like, you know, especially, oh my gosh, scam likely from Kirkland, Washington, huh? We should answer it and put it through the roads. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for calling Anatomy of Us. <laughs> Caller, what's your question? Right. <laughs> anyway. Our, my clients, I'll use language like, you know, finding your inner goddess and whatever. And it's like a complete blank. Like these women are like, what does that mean? I like what you're saying, but I just have no idea what mm -hmm. you're, what you could possibly mean by that statement. And I would love to know more about it. And so I'm actually kind of answering questions of my clients in this episode. But also I think this is going to be really helpful for you. So when I talk about inner goddess vibes, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Bef like, of old, or what would old Seth think about his wife finding her inner goddess? Weird witchcraft bullshit. <laughs> Just don't hold back on your thoughts. Please tell me more. Uh, like, okay, that's that's like super, super hippy dippy, and I'm not talking about the like. Jimi Hendrix Woodstock hippie stuff. I'm like, okay, that's that's just too far out there. Like let's, a witch in the holler, yeah, casting let's, a spell. Which in the South, I grew up, and that's that's real. That stuff was scary. I'll I'll tell you that because I have been in many hollers. What's the definition of a holler? Actually, my sister and I looked it up yesterday. Oh, you did. I well, I don't need no definition. I'll tell you what it is to me. A uh, creepy place with a witch. Yeah, just a, a creepy place out in the woods. Most likely it has to be at night. So I grew up in an area called the Dark Corner. Did Ugh, you know that? That's, yes, I did. The that's dark creepy. corner because there's a lot of moonshine and just a lot of stuff going on. Satanic. And, uh, well, well, that was the that was the lore of the day, which scared the crap out of you <laughs> when you're a 12 year old. And you're like, what? Devil worshippers and stuff. So yeah, I, that's what I would think. Like, what? Okay, goddess, what are you talking about? You are completely just out there and I don't even right. like it. I don't want a part of it. All right. And that's what I'm going to say. So the implied emotion related to the term goddess and any of those ideas is negative. Right. It's ugh, gross. Don't Weird. please don't. Weird. Right? right. Do you feel like if I said back then, I'm going to discover my inner goddess that on the other end of that discovery, it would be positive. What would you think would the outcome be of that? Not really. I'd be like, well, first of all, I'd be like, what are you talking about? That sounds stupid. And I'd be super judgy mm -hmm. about it. And then if I got one point past that, I would have said, "What? What do you? What do you mean? What, what is this? What are you doing here?" Right. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, okay, maybe I have some questions. What do you mean? But no, answer my question. On the other what? side of me having discovered my inner goddess ranch dressing, yes. What would you think the outcome would have been in old Seth mindset? You then we don't have anything in common. We're drifting apart. Right. And I don't like you anymore. And it's scary, huh? Well, yeah, it was scary. Right. I could think of um, clients that we have, or even just friends of mine that I know that what. When I think of a goddess, I think of like flowy, like big flowy dresses that are of course purple, and it's a crazy cat lady who doesn't have a husband and can't manage her money well and is just like a mess. You know what I'm saying? But she's a goddess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> right, I'm you, just kidding. you think you're know, a goddess, yeah. sister, I guess. Man, I'm being really judgy here. I need to read Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein um, again. It's fine, actually. You know what I'm saying? But no. that's that's what I would have thought. Right. And trust me, I know eight bagillion women and dudes like that. I'm like, 
You're a joke. Like, well, I'm not and now, even okay, now you. you're so, now you've passed the line. Okay, they're not jokes. They're God's creation. <laughs> but I do want, to, I'm glad that you were so honest because right. that is what I think a lot of husbands think when their wife says, I just need to go on a journey of personal growth and find my inner goddess. Or I'm going It's on like a- that commercial, you go girl. And then the girls go out dancing and they go home crying. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They think they're going to have fun and then they go home crying. Right. So what, why I'm bringing all of that up and why Seth is being so judgmental. You know what I'm saying, dude? You know what I'm saying? Yes, is that this is very scary for most couples. It feels like a dividing moment. It, and again, that's what I was saying with clients that I've worked with, people that I've been friends with who we talk about this with. It is a moment in a marriage where a husband is like, F, what is going to happen? Like my wife is not going to be who I married. She's mm-hmm. going to come out on the other end of this retreat or this workshop or this podcast that she listened to about becoming a goddess and she's going to hate me. She's going to hate all men. She's going to divorce me, become a lesbian, start an organic farm raise puppies, have an Astro van. (laughs) 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 Uh, But really, I think it is very scary for most people. And that's why when I bring it up, women are attracted to the concept, but have no idea how to approach it. And I think subconsciously, we all know that our husbands will absolutely hate the idea unless our husbands do like uh, fake Uh, jousting and love medieval times. (laughs) So women finding funny joke. Yes. Sorry, uh, keep on, women keep finding on. their inner goddess probably happens at a certain age. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's, just like mm-hmm. a male midlife crisis. Like I'm getting a Corvette and a motorcycle and going to find a 24 year old kind of thing, right? I mean, maybe not the cheating part, uh, but is, Jordan can Peterson it be? has the best take on men finding younger girlfriends. It is so awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yes, it, and I would say it's not a midlife crisis vibe. Right. I think it comes in line with, um, and again, I'm going to speak in broad brush strokes here. If you dislike what I say, go listen to something else. Um, Sick. That's right. So women, especially if you are, well, it's not all mothers, but for moms particularly, you stop, bec- you stop being yourself when you're a mom a lot of times. You're just like mm. a caregiver, right? It's like our dog Zynga. She can't run around when she has she puppies. She hates being a mom. She's got five little puppies hanging on them teats. She does not love it. And she stops being Zynga. She stops being a fun-loving dog just running around and being goofy. She has to be a mom for however long, for eight weeks. It's like that scene in Lord of the Rings. I remain Ledril. <laughs> of the North or whatever she says. Right. Um, but it's... I don't know how that's like that scene, but I love you. So she... It, most women feel that they're a mom. All of a sudden they're just nursing a baby all the time or making food or cleaning up or blah, 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 or taking, you know, trying to change their relationship. Mm-hmm. And at some point they're like, they turn around and go, where have I gone? What am I doing? What am yeah. I doing? I'm not doing anything that I love. I'm not pursuing any of the, like I stopped working because I had kids and now mm-hmm. I'm don't do anything and I'm behind in the workplace. So there's this like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a midlife crisis. I think the word midlife crisis is dumb. And I think, like I said, it's like a midlife glow up. Like we can yeah. grow up and glow up. We don't need the to have a midlife awakening. Like a dude can have a midlife crisis and come out on the other side. Like, like what? What have I been doing? All this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Who am I working for? Why am I but working? Why would you I'm call not it a happy. Crisis? I don't want to call it a crisis. It's because, not a, because it's a it's a break away from a, the norm. It's a of crisis stuff. if you do stupid stuff. It's you a crisis go, to people who aren't doing what they want to do. They're like, oh, uh, he's tripping out or she's tripping right. out kind of thing. So there there are some similarities. I don't prefer that term. Tripping out? Yeah, say the better one. 
You be tripping. No, tripping balls. Oh, tripping balls. <laughs> I always think it's funny when you say tripping balls. Right. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. it is a part, I believe, for women to find sort of their, or to want to find their inner goddess, or it can even start with feeling lost. So I'm going to talk about what it is, how it works, what people feel before they take this journey, and why it's not scary, and how it's really beneficial in your life. Mm-hmm. So again, people, women, find themselves yearning for something. And it's typically like, I'm not fulfilling my destiny. Like I'm not living up to my fullest potential. I'm not, mm-hmm. um, you, I mean, you walked through that with me. Tell me how you perceived how I felt. When? Just like when I felt like I could, I wasn't, you know, I was like grasping for meaning. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think there's been, it wasn't one conversation. It was like 800. Right. And there are seasons of this sometimes right. like, Oh, I've been doing this thing which I thought that I wanted to do. And it was what you wanted to do, but you do that for five or six years or something. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I've gotten so used to this and I'm figuring out that maybe a year ago I stopped liking it, but right. I just continued to do it. All right, so can you answer my question? Yeah, you, you've had... I will walk <laughs> off this set. <laughs> and then you'll just be in our driveway. That'd be weird. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm not to, recording with you. I'll go to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, th- so those times that you've had it, let's see, I think that you have like how did increased it feel? in maturity around it because, and this, this will be helpful to listen. Just listen. This will be helpful, helpful to listeners because before when you had those things, you would blame me for it. I'm so unhappy. Big it time. must be your fault. Blah, blah, blah. And be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm doing literally everything you put on the list to do. Mm-hmm. And what, I'm still what? unhappy. Right. And because... I didn't know how to navigate that. We just argue about it. And then that would make me unhappy and like, okay, she's losing it. Mm -hmm. Right. But as you have grown in maturity, right. Mm -hmm. You go, oh, okay. I don't like something or I had this realization. And now I think differently about this. You're not blaming other things, other people, Mm -hmm. other circumstances. You're going out and finding it within yourself. Right. So yes. So what I'm asking is how did it present itself like literally, what behaviors did you see in me that husbands can see in their wives and go, oh, maybe she needs to find her inner goddess? <laughs> I don't understand the com- question completely. Okay, so I am, I'll use, I'll, I'll just say what you think about what I'm going to say. Right. Which is the premise of our entire show. Say yes. what you think about what I'm going to say. That's, so, a good, that's a good <laughs> idea. It's called conversation. <laughs> so... In those times, um, like you said, you would do everything on the list. So mm-hmm. I would be like determined to fix my problem and feel better and and find my true fulfillment and my happiness. And I would try all these things, most of which I would rope Seth into, meaning I was not actually in charge of my own thoughts, whatever. Like I, I had, I in okay, in air quotes, I had to have Seth help me. You weren't empowered. I you weren't, I, I weren't empowered. I wasn't empowered. Mm-hmm. And I would get mad at him when the outcome wasn't what I wanted. I'm wrong for that. So so say what that felt like. Like you are trying to show up. You're trying to help me in all the ways, but I still am not happy. I'm like frantically whatever. Like, does that make sense? Can I get passionate about it? You may, but um, yeah, you may. It felt the worst. It felt so shitty because most guys, and I say this to our clients, and I've said this before, most people try to do the best they can with what they got, right? And mm-hmm. most most husbands who are like halfway self-aware, like, okay, I want to make my wife happy. I want to make her happy. Happy wife, happy life, right? And at the, like, if you just look at that at the surface level, very superficially, that is dumb and you'll only have a superficial relationship after that. But if I can do things that make you happy, make you fulfilled, perfect example, and you posted about it yesterday, you went and spent a lot of money on our bed stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And 
you texted me something like, hey, I'm going to spend money today. And I was like, hey, no problem. And I made sure to like attune to what you were saying. And I'm not saying I empowered you to buy stuff, but I made sure that we were on the same page. That was like, absolutely, lady. Mm-hmm. Just give me a ballpark of what it is. And I can, you know, for funds of this and funds for that to go into that thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have the best time ever. Knock yourself out. Right. So um, I want to do things to make you happy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it felt really terrible because I was like, listen, woman. <laughs> right. I am. I'm beating my brains out here mm-hmm. and you continue. It's like, okay, at some point that's going to shut a, a guy down. Mm-hmm. And it ha- it did for me. And it has our, some clients too. It's like, right. okay, listen, <clears throat> you got to get your shit right. together. It, and a lot of guys don't feel like they can even say that because guess what? Oh yeah. That'll destroy their wives. For sure. But you got to get right. your ass kicked sometimes. And, yeah. And so what's a good in that analogy using the bed stuff in particular which I want to comment on that because you sent, we had that sort of text exchange. You want me to read them? We can't. We don't need to. But like uh, we had a text exchange and just for clarity's sake, like I don't go and spend hundreds of dollars without saying to my person I do life with that I'm spending $100 of our mutual. That's pictures of me in a bathing suit, Seth. It actually is. I bought a bathing suit yesterday. A really cute one from Target. It's like tan and yellow. Okay, keep on going. Um, But... I was thinking about my bathing suit. So I texted him. We talked back and forth. That's incredibly distracting to me. Are you going to read it or not? So I texted you and said, hey, lovey, thank you so much for taking care of our home and actually making it an amazing place to be. Let me know how much you need to spend today so I can make sure all the funds are in the appropriate place. Again, thank you for so much you do. And that was just a thing. I knew you were going shopping with your mom. So to intuit some, I don't know, self-consciousness you have about spending money, sometimes I was like, okay, let me just you know, get rid of that mm-hmm. and make sure that you're fine. So mm-hmm. how did you feel when you read that? Well, I wrote, re- read that response. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I will shoot you a text when I'm at Target. Target, I mean. Uh, but again, I don't know if they will have what I'm looking for, so I won't know. I'm also going to be buying random stuff for the boys, blah, blah, blah. Thank well, you. no, so then you, I said I'm going to be buying random stuff for the boys, like clothes and stuff like that. And so it might be a lot more money. And then you wrote, thank you. So that thank ah. you was more important then you the realize, no, 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 no. That thank you. Cause I was like, I'm buy. I do all of that stuff. Like I buy our kids underwear. I got to know what size socks our kids wear and they grow constantly. And I need to know what kind of pants they like. Cause Mariner only wears freaking champion sweats and won't wear any other brands. He's brand loyal to champion of all things. Hashtag brand deal. Yeah. Apparently tough wears like skater pants, but only a certain kind. And so to see you acknowledge the fact that I was buying underwear and saying thank you for it, as silly as that seemed, is was extremely empowering and made me feel really good. Like you were saying, yeah, you're doing that thing and you you do it really well and I trust you. Thank you. And that really was impactful for me. Take notes, husband. And so. Hey, hey to me. There he is, people. There he is. Uh, but. So all of that to say, we had that exchange yes. back and forth, and it was very empowering as Goddess Vibes. I completely lost what we were so, saying before that. this is all in context. So building up a goddess or empowered or whatever you want to call it, wife, oh, I know has I most say. to do with the woman, but yeah. guys, you can also help and encourage yes. that. Understand? Yes. So now this is what I was going to say. 
you were talking about when a man is trying to make his wife happy and if she's never happy, it's so defeating and it feels bad. Like you did everything on the checklist and I still am upset at you. Right. So for example, if I spent, what did I spend something like $500 on like all new bed linens and sheets right. and clothes and whatever. And uh, here's where the real rub is. So women hear what I'm saying. If you do all that, it's, you know, you go to together, you spend the money, you do all this stuff. And then two days later, you're pissed about something else. And you say, well, yeah, I mean, we got a new bed, but it, I need the lawn to be different. How do I know this? Oh, I did this. So I had this perpetual, never-ending cycle of not being satisfied with things. And it was degrading and it felt terrible to Seth. Mm -hmm. And until I became satisfied, found my inner goddess, figured out what the hell that looked like, I would never be satiated. He would never be happy. And we would be miserable efforts. <laughs> Your lust, Forget, that your, was just funny. I'm sorry. Your lust could not be slaked. That's right. I'm like Pirates like, of the Caribbean like Captain Barbosa drinking says. my rum and it just goes right out my ribs. That's right. Uh, so what do we do about it? And how does finding your inner goddess change all of those things? So Where does it start? I Well, it starts with that. With that. Like it starts with nothing makes me happy. It, it, that's sort of the catalyst. Like it where you go. the individual. Yeah. Like I need to something I, I need to find the thing that makes me truly happy or my zone of genius or my whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's always all connected to finding your inner goddess. So I think of an inner goddess, not like, um, like, I, I don't know. What do you think of when you think of the word goddess? What pops into your head? Again, a lady wearing in purple that has a bunch of cats that has you don't a think bunch of, of like an actual I, religious iconography. You don't think of like a goddess like, no, Oh, that's funny. So this is an interesting conversation. Ask your partner right now, when you hear the word goddess, what do you think of? Because I literally think of like a statue that's like golden. Actually, I think of the Isha Meditation Center with Sadhguru, oh, right. I, I, even though I don't know what if that's a man or a woman. But anyway, um, so I think of like religious iconography, like a goddess, like a like a Aztec, fat, you know, big boobs, that kind of Aztec. thing. Aztec. Like a Mayan fat like a do you not like know you're what talking that is? about the wrong culture google it i don't know like sorry sorry aztec <laughs> no 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 i'm, I'm thinking okay, okay, of okay. all uh, like religion iconography across religious iconography okay, yeah, across yeah, yeah. all things not one Got it. um and that's very confusing because it's usually like a solo person so to help my clients understand what i mean when i say find your inner goddess i say things like uh like um what's the lady in 300 his wife uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I don't remember her like, name. Like, she's though. just like a boss. And she's she, a queen. Yeah. Uh, queen Latifah. <laughs> Latifah? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, of course it's not that. It's, she's a queen, though. Cle King. Leonidas. Ke yeah. Leonidas queen Leonidas. Queen. So, someone like her. Think of other ones that are helpful. Okay, so, so this and is I also good. Think after, of like, I get uh, a, after I get over the, like, okay, this isn't, you know, wait. dark corner holler witchcraft, then I think of... Uh, Beyonce? Beyonce. Or... or uh, Freya, like in Norse mythology, mm -hmm. or Lagatha from my favorite show Vikings, mm -hmm. or other other. I like, also think of Cleopatra. Women. Like, and now I ain't no kind of history major. She probably did a bunch of crazy crap, and I'm sure she did terrible things. I, but I had a minor in history. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know you. You didn't know that? Yes, you did. I I've did, told you a I thousand times. I thought it was English history. British history. British history. So you don't have a minor in history. Let's not fluff. Let's not it's pad history. the details. Anyway. Uh, so I, that is, this is the next step of finding your inner goddess is what does goddess mean to you? And what do I mean when I say goddess? I mean a powerful woman who is not offended or worried about how beautiful somebody else is. 
I'm not worried about what this other person has or what they think of me. I am centered. I am strong. I am a goddess. And we, mm -hmm. I love like archaeology and I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I still want to be Indiana Jones. And I think of like the huge statues in you Egypt. Don't want to be of, him, you want to do him. That was rude. Is it wrong? <laughs> I don't know. This has brought up a new question. Ask oh, your spouse, great. do you want to do? Just kidding. Um, Just took a turn. Uh, so like those statues of, um, we were watching that one Egyptian show with that lady that we like so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was like whole temples built to women, like female gods, right? right. And they, they were real people. Again, like Cleopatra and mm -hmm. Aphrodite. I don't Different know. queens. Yeah, queens. Nefertiti. So, Nefertiti. That's what Hattie is. <laughs> Nefertiti's. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nefertiti's titties. <laughs> oh boy. We're, we're going to get fired. Anyway, so I want you to think about that energy. How would that look in your everyday life? Mm -hmm. Right. And again, I talk with my clients about this and I'll use examples of real life because some like, for example, one of my clients was saying something like, how do I not feel bad when I'm at the beach and my husband, you know, glances over at something and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what would a queen, I mean, apart from like a queen who would cut your head off because <laughs> she's a bee. But like, if you're Beyonce, how would you feel? And why would you feel that way? Or you know who's a good example? Because Beyonce is like obviously a physical ideal. Like mm -hmm. she's a very fit and beautiful or whatever. But a perfect example, and I'm not trying to say anything that is uh, weightist or whatever the word would be. But who is that chick? Lizzo. Lizzo? Who sings Juice. Right. She's a goddess. She is a goddess, right? How does she feel when somebody walks by on the beach? She's probably pretty comfortable in her own body. She doesn't care because right. she's a queen, mm -hmm. right? And so I want you to think of yourself in that way too. Um, like have that confidence, pull it towards you and note if you don't have it out of the gate, make it, build it, tell yourself, right? Like this is, I think, an important concept. People don't realize you can talk back to the stupid thoughts in your head. Did you know that? Yeah, stop thoughts. <laughs> stop thoughts? No, that's an I want to make like a like, 90s stop thoughts. And it's like a, Right. Yeah. Stop thoughts. You can, yes, you can talk back. If your own brain is talking to you, guess what? You can talk back. Right. Which is Trippyville, USA. It right. Is. That's a lot. Like who's, who is that person? If it's, where mm. did it come from? If it didn't come from you. Shadow self. Shadow self. So uh, again, in that journey to finding your inner goddess, you're going to have a lot of these like, well, I, I shouldn't do that or that's too much or I'm, who am I to what I'm not Beyonce. I'm not Lizzo. I'm mm. not whatever. Um, Nefertiti's. Uh, so you're going to have to figure out how to talk back. So how, hold on as a goddess. Oh, I'm not that person. I'm they are They, they are that person. Mm -hmm. What's different about them? But did somebody assign that to them? Like, okay, Beyonce, you're going to kick everybody's ass and be the most <laughs> confident in the world. Hmm, okay. That's your lot in life. No, I don't know much about the, the Yonce, but, uh, I'm sure that she had struggles with that, just mm -hmm. like anyone else. But she also know? worked her ass off to right. do that, like to become confident, right. to become the top of her game. So it's really about so me, how it work. Let me tell you this. So Tell I've been a, done a lot of thinking on what masculinity is for me, right? And like a lot of the shows and stuff I listen to, it's like, oh, what does it mean to be a man and this stuff? And growing what does up, it mean to be a man? right, uh, people would talk about identity and I never honestly understood identity, right? Oh, well, I, it's something that I have to go find or cultivate or create or make or work hard to, to get or something like that. And an elk or a cedar tree or an oak tree or anything like that, 
does not even think about what it is and does not even compare themselves to, well, that tree's bigger than me. What about this? And what do I do here? And blah, blah, blah. Look at pine cones on that tree. So it is like, okay, what is my uh, God-given innate birthright of masculinity? And what does that look like for me? You know, not compared to some dude who has a huge chest and a six-pack that, you know, shoot stuff or whatnot, not compared to the super, you know, like skinny noodle dude that only knows how to, you know, do code or something like that. It's like, okay, what does that mean for me? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you could say, okay, you're asking what women about, okay, find your inner goddess or whatnot. Like the equivalent of that is like, okay, dude, what does it mean to be a man? You got balls. What does it mean to be a man kind of thing? And I'm not saying compared to whatever, because men and women do a horrible job of this. We compare, and comparison is the thief of joy, right? So if I'm comparing myself to another dude who has like a podcast that has eight bajillion views or this Lewis or that. House. Yeah, anything like that. And oh, he's also ripped. Then, oh man, I can strive and be inspired and be motivated by that, which is great. However, if I find myself saying, oh, I'm not there, I'm this or that or whatever. You know, I know women obviously do this too, maybe more so than men, I'm not sure. Like they compare Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can't sing as good as Beyonce or like she's 10 pounds. I could never wear that bikini or, or do this or get up and speak in front of people or look at them. They got their shit together. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, don't fall into that trap because you don't. And a lot of stupid marriage stuff out there acts like they do. Right. But then they get divorced a year later or whatnot and and stuff like that. But we try to at least talk about everything we're going through. Yeah. But one of the things that and maybe I'm I'm gonna segue into like what has been helpful for me in like embodying like what it means for my masculinity is to actually I have a meditation on it that I created. I want and I strive to embody the fullness of my like God given masculinity, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for masculine, obviously there are, are are different traits than there are for feminine, like the goddess vibes kind of thing. You know, it's like when you feel, I mean, you talk about like when you had babies, you're like, mm-hmm. these things came out of my, 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 my. my body and now they're living because of my boobs that mm-hmm. I have. Right. Seth doesn't have those. He can't do that. Mm-hmm. Damn, that feels powerful. Yeah. That feels strong. That feels. I want to put a pin you, in that you and talk about it. You embodied your feminine literally power right and the same thing for me it's like okay i do things and like things and will do things like actually run to danger and i know the the, back of my mind you think you're gonna make fun of that but like run to danger like i have guns if somebody's there am i gonna send you am i gonna send i'm gonna give you a gun and go here go take that no if you were like that i would not be married to you right you would you, you your femininity would be like that something about that is effed up, right? Even biologically, you know right, what I'm saying? It's right. like that's not just uh, that's not right. And thus, okay, geez, if I did that, you would not want to have sex with that this kind of archetype of a person. Would not want to have right? kids with you, that's for sure. So if I again going back to hunting, if if I find a scrawny ass deer out there with two little peepee for horns, you know, like two little nothing horns, you know. And then this big buck walks up, you know, who do you think that the female is going to go? Oh, wait a minute. It's obviously, it's not like, Ooh, he's hot. Like the way that he carries himself, literally the energy. Like yeah. I tell oh, you, yeah. I can feel animals when they, before they're out there, like you can, you know, right. It's mm-hmm. like all energy and stuff. It's like, who do you think that that 
Who's Go. a witch now in the holler? Yeah, I know. I feel all them animals. You're Almost in the dark corner, man. Full circle. I got to go back home. He's calling me. What are you doing? Just being silly. Um, uh, but even biologically, like, okay, what is that? Right? If I was a pee-pee dude with nothing, you know, I could be rich too. You'd be like, I don't want his. No, I don't want him inside. No, you know what I'm saying? Golly. Why would you want that? Right. It would not be attractive. And if there was some like, like, okay, just like the, 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 you know, purple haired cat lady. That's not attractive to me. I'm like, she's crazy. I don't, I'm not, what? No way. It's just not, it's biologically not there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I got off on that. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> Inner goddess. Thinking about my masculinity and the examples there may help other people think about their femininity. <laughs> no, I, do, I think <laughs> it does. Funny. Well, I think it's helpful even, even if that makes more sense to men to understand how it manifests in women. I think that's really, really helpful, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I want to, like I said, put a pin in the conversation around giving birth Babies, yeah. and all of that. Cause that was the first time that I feel like I ever really felt like a full embodied person, which sounds weird. Really? But like, yeah. Like I had Mariner, which is a funny story. Should I tell the story about my amniotic vagina fluid? Exploding? <laughs> my vagina did not explode. That was our friends. Oh. <laughs> vagina. Uh, when I had Mariner, I have my kids really fast. It's like I pushed with Mariner like four times. I'm not even kidding. And uh, he was our first kid, obviously. And my water broke as mm-hmm. I was pushing and it shot at the lady. And she went, ah! like literally like, like a, Nerf It was like gun. a super soap, soaker cannon. Right. Yeah. Like if you took it was like a, a blob of slime. No, it wasn't a blob of slime. Yes, it was. It was. I saw it. <laughs> The blob of slime and she dodged it. It was really funny. Like a she ninja. actually dodged it. Uh, that was a fun story to tell our kiddos. But anyway, <laughs> after we had, after I had Mariner, again, like I said, it was the, we- I didn't expect to feel different after I had a kid. I just didn't even think about it. Mm. And I remember they handed him to me and I immediately had the instinct, which felt so freaking weird to lick him like an animal. That's awesome. Because we're animals. I, know. I mean, I had the urge to be like, I have to get him clean. Like, and I was like, what is that? And then I love that. That's cool. It was really cool feeling. I mean, I just thought it was so bizarre that I could have this sensation. So when we were trying for our first kid and like you got pregnant, which took like two seconds. I know. All I had to just think. Like I, I had that instinct of like. I'm going to lick her. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was before. That's, that's what led so, yeah. to it. <laughs> but yes. Uh, like, oh, you're pregnant. I, I made you pregnant. You know what I'm saying? The person of me. <laughs> no, no, really. And like maybe other, I, I, I actually have talked with buddies like, yeah, it feels like, yes, I, I did it. I right. accomplished it. It's like, I mean, that is the goal of having sex. Right. It's like, oh, everything works. You know, I, I you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like, it felt sexy. Like you were more attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, I got her pregnant. Boom. Click. Right. She, this may sound weird. She's mine. Right. I got to take care of her. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And that probably seems attractive to you. Yeah. And what's funny is I'm going to talk about that, that statement. Then she's, you want to have more babies. Right. You said she's mine, which I've had a lot of female clients be like, I can't believe he says that kind of thing to me. Like I'm not his possession and blah, 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 blah. And I get what you're saying. I get that from a societal perspective, like a, almost like a religious societal perspective, that has been an abused concept for bajillions of years, but that's not what you mean, is it? It's not no, I get to control means, her every move and she can't go to the store without asking me. And No, it means to ensure that what I just did to you grows in you 
then I am around you. I defend you. Let's put a different I, language. Let's put a different word around it other than she's mine. Because I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, and I yeah, think uh, it's good. Um, but. Um, uh, I am uh, responsible. I have a duty. Mm-hmm. I got her pregnant. I have a duty to... I mean, it just goes back to biology. You know, it's mm-hmm. like females in the wild, they have sex like a thousand times, you know? Females? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, okay, so for elk, like they have a herd and it's got, what's called a, um, it's called a harem. I don't even, I don't even know. But it's like, okay, then, then that one elk defends like six or seven or eight other females, right? Mm-hmm. And the other ones try to sneak in and have sex other because males. all the females are in heat, right? Mm-hmm. But then that guy that got, gets them. them all impregnant usually has the biggest horns. He goes and fights them mm-hmm. to ensure that they don't get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? Right. So, They're guarding their... Right. So it's like, okay, that the male elk doesn't own all those. Mm-hmm. Since he got them pregnant, now he has a responsibility for his kids to grow up and his DNA mm-hmm. to go out for right, So right. he doesn't own the elk, right? Mm-hmm. Next season, they're, you know, doing somebody else. There was a else. bunch of elk in our driveway. This, this morning? Last night. When you drove home from... Cooking class. Dang, I didn't see him. There was a ton of them. Um, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah they're, they're not. That's not a, in a possessive way. It's in like uh, a monogamy way. It's, it's different like, for humans well, and geese. And I, <laughs> geese. I will say it's like a mother to a child. It's very much that. It's like this kid, I am fully responsible for. Like there's a deep yeah. sense of ownership of that child. And but they are not yours. They're not yours. They're not your possession. Yeah. Just like sh- you're not mine. It's yeah. just a. It's like oh, I have a duty. Mm-hmm. And I think what's what's important about that and why I wanted to talk about it is because a lot of women take really they take offense to that. And man, I could talk so long about this. There's a lot of asses that have really abused that. Yes. And you're right to take offense to it. For sure. And what's challenging is that when we take offense to it, when it's said in an in the appropriate way, like Seth is saying, I'm guarding you. I like that's what we want. We want a husband if we get Sorry. If we become impregnated by that man, we want him to like take. Do you the, want to go? Oh, no, 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 no. We want him to take the best care of us ever. That's what we want, right? Do you like, want to go on a date with me, and we walk down an alley, and I drop you off because the theater's over here, and I say, "Well, here's a shortcut. Just go walk, and I'll go park the car." Or do you want to walk with you? Yes, I want you to walk with me. I'm glad you cut me off for that because my train of thought is messed up forever. So, um, what I was saying mm-hmm. was that when women and society say that that idea of like, as a man, like you're mine, right? This sounds weird to say, but that idea of like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to work for you. I'm going to do whatever. When we say that that's not valuable or valid or good, we diminish the like biological fibers that hold us together. Uh, I think a lot like to everyone's detriment. Same thing on the opposite side. When we diminish the importance of the goddess vibes of a woman, we diminish the biological fibers of how women are wired and we begin. And that's, you know, why you feel so unhappy as a woman. You're like the pots and pans aren't making me happy. This job I thought I would love isn't making me happy. This clothes, this clothes that I bought, um, they're not making me happy. What am I going to do? It's there's a Mm -hmm. deeper essential core of who you are that society says is goofy or doesn't matter or that you guys haven't defined enough in your relationship or because that, they want to sell you things. Oh and gosh. Yeah. I like, can talk about that for a yeah. hundred years. But when I talk about a goddess, I do not mean, I do not mean, uh, what is a razor company that would say you were a goddess? Gillette. <laughs> Gillette or something. That wasn't, it was like a lady, Venus, Venus razors, which pink tax, they're more expensive than men's razors and they usually aren't as good anyway. 
Technically, there's more hair on your leg than my face, so. I'll kick your face with my hairy ass leg. <laughs> Sandpaper. I would like I would like to be like, like there's an image of me kicking your leg, but it's Sasquatch as, as it zooms oh, in. It's just funny. a big red hairy leg. No, it's Doug's hand. Like I'm an orangutan. Yeah. I'm an orange human of the woods. Anyway. So how do you, how do you empower? What, what, give me, give me two or three bullet points to start a woman on their journey of, of actually just being empowered. You can call it goddess or whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, how some, some bullet points on how to start living that archetype, which is absolutely 129% undoubtable in you already. That's right. Bullet point numero uno, I say, is you have to stop saying that what you want doesn't matter. Mm. And now that doesn't mean go out and buy all the stuff you want. I'm not talking about that. But you have to hone in. Is that the right word? Hone or home? Own. Zero. H-O-N-E. You have to hone in on the fact that most women have a thought of a thing that they would want. This could be like, I want to feel safe and secure in my marriage. I want to snuggle on the couch. I want ice cream. I want to go to Paris. Like, think about what you're thinking about and then think about how many times you go, no, that's not. You diminish your own Thoughts, desires, dreams, whatever. Even if you know that they're never even going to happen anyway, mm-hmm. like you might keep have keep on going. I'm going to get my notepad. All right, you might have a, de- a desire or a dream to like go to space, but if you literally just like, oh, that's so dumb. I'm not an astronaut. Ooh, you are diminishing the your inspired, which is in spirit. That's what the de- the what's the word? Origin of the word inspired means in spirit. And when you think of that, it's that like. The Spark of Creation, that's a song in a musical, and that's going to be stuck in my head. Speaking of space, um, a guy in the My Badass Husband Mastermind wants to be an astronaut <gasps> in his training. How exciting. I know. So Where does he live? That's the that's the caliber of people in the badasshusband.com. Can we go watch him train? Uh, maybe. So not to, not to uh, derail you, but I just wanted, that made me think of that. I was like, okay. He's I'll, on the space chase. I'll plug the mastermind. Go to badasshusband.com to get you some. To meet an astronaut. Maybe. <laughs> Future astronaut. What were you getting that for? It was the wrong notepad, but it was, I wrote a quote down. I think it was in the other mastermind that I'm part of. It was talking about, or maybe you said it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get to the point, my friend. Um, say what you want and then tell, like explain why you want it. Oh yeah. I said that. I created yeah. that when, with our clients. Yes. Okay. That's good. So I say that with our clients because oftentimes, well, it's sort of a side note, but it kind of matters a lot. Um, but it's a little bit confusing, but I'll try to merge it together. Mm-hmm. So whatever. In this context, bullet point number one was you have to start, stop diminishing and start like being happy and thankful for all the ideas that you have, all the things that you want to do. I don't care what it is, whether it's you want to live in a chalet or you want to learn how to ski. I don't care if you ever do it. Just stop diminishing the spark that's inside of you. It's like a tiny little, I mean, if you've ever built a fire, you have to have a spark. You have to. You can't light the fire without a, like a, a tiny little baby spark, right? Mm-hmm. And so many women are like squashing that spark just over mm-hmm. and over and over. So no wonder they don't feel fulfilled. They're right. not blazing bright. They're not even allowing themselves to have like even the tiniest amount of fire to get a little bit warm from. They're smashing it down. Yes, because they're said like, and I'm going to use myself as an example. Obviously, this is the easiest way to do it, but like, I love Astrovans. I love lifted four by four Astrovans. If they're painted a matte black color or a matte army green, even better. And if they've got a ladder on the side, I'm all here for it, right? right? 
I love that stuff. Do you know how many people I know that love that stuff? Four. You know how many people I tell about it who don't love it and think I'm a total weirdo? 4,000. Everyone is like, what are you doing? Astrid? Well, I think I know what that is, but they're gross. Like, right. I don't, at this point, I don't care. Like, and I love it. It's not about, it's not even an age thing because I've been this way for a really long time. Got to get that Astro Van clip uh, running through this thing. Oh, like the, uh, the Chevy. Astro, oh Astro. man. The, the commercial <laughs> for the original Chevy Astro is amazing. They're like literally flying on Saturn. Right. Okay. How could so you keep not on, want one? Keep on going. Sorry. Um, but all of that to say, I, I've been on this journey for a long time. And here, I think this is something that might be helpful too. I'm on this journey because I nearly died like twice, two years in a row when I was little, like nine and 10, old enough to remember how terrifying it was. And, and just old enough to be like, oh, this could all end like that. Right. Right. The first way I almost died was falling off my deck and I fell off of like a seven foot high deck with had no railing. Thanks, dad. <laughs> we actually had a swing that went off of the seven foot deck with no railing. It was rad. So I fell off from the swing onto the thing, hit a a giant log that was in the back of a truck on my stomach, and it ruptured my spleen. Right, my spleen blew up inside of my body, and I was internally bleeding like horrifically. And basically, why are you nodding? Like you're annoyed that I'm telling this story. We don't need all the details because it gets us off. So no, it doesn't. I think it does a little bit. Eat Duke. So I almost died from that. Mm -hmm. Now I have spleens growing everywhere. It's a fun story. Splenoids. Splenules. Accessory oh, spleens. Sorry. Uh, and then the year after that, got in a terrible accident. Again, these are things that happened. the year after? Yes. Wow. Uh, this is stuff that happened in the blink of an eye. You don't even have time to think. It wasn't a slow problem. It wasn't like I had some terrible disease over time. It was like one minute I'm fine. Yeah, one minute. And then one minute later, I'm almost dying. And it was terrible. Right. I mean, terrible. So that for me was a, uh, what's the word? Um, um, uh, the thing that makes you go, yeah, that, I'm going to do that. A moment. Sure, a moment. A nodal event. A nodal event. Um, ow. So I want you guys to think of things like that. Like put yourself in that space if you're trying to go, oh, should I be goddess vibes? Should I live into my full self? Should I tell someone I want to go to space? Should mm -hmm. I tell someone that I love to crochet and I love making, you know, stained glass art, even though I've never done it once. Right. Yes, you should tell 1,000 people. If you don't, somebody else will. And if you don't, Melanie will say it on the show and you'll be uh -huh. like, oh, I wish I could do that. Right. Well, you can. Yes. If you don't do it, somebody else will. Most women are stopping themselves from becoming their fullest potential. Mm. Hear that. Say it. You are the like the first point of entry. You're stopping yourself from being as amazing as you are. And when, again, the tide rises all ships, like when you become more amazing... Whether that's, I want to have a puppy farm. I want to be a gardener. I want to learn stained glass. Everyone around you does better, but not if it's the like, I want to run away from my family and like get a divorce and learn about my chakras and not care about any of the things that I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. That's not the healthy version of a goddess we're talking about. That's like the, it's the runaway goddess. That's the runaway goddess, which would be a really great book title. It's probably a book. Um, but does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I had a question for you, but now I can't remember what it was. What well, was the next Try bullet point? Try your best. Point. I don't know. You, you, you are threw the bullet woman. points at me and I wasn't ready for it. The first one was stop stopping yourself, right? Stop stopping Allow yourself. that spark to be there. Yeah. And so what I have found to be extremely helpful per the law of attraction and um, other things like that is tell, the, tell God, tell the universe, tell yourself what you want, mm -hmm. 
that which is likened to itself draws more, right? right? So if you wake up and you have a routine saying, I want to be a goddess and whatever that embodies, or I want to be a strong woman, I want to be a wonderful mother, I want to chase my dreams and be happy every single day, and you meditate on that, eventually, and sometimes it can happen like two seconds later, I swear, it's, this stuff has happened he to me before. swears to G. I swear to G. Stuff like that has happened to me before. Uh, you will attract people. You will attract podcasts. You will attract books. You will attract... Uh, coaches, things, conversations into your life of what you want to be. Think about it. A gossip attracts other gossipers, right? A Debbie Downer attracts other Debbie Downers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like attracts like. Right. So start with the law of attraction. What do you mm-hmm. want? Meditate on it. Think right. about it. Tell other people. Tell yourself. Remind yourself daily. I do like a meditation thing every morning and it's listed of every single thing that I want. You should from share that. We've it, talked about it. <clears throat> I'm thinking about it, but like, make an, a generic I know we like share everything and it's like, no, I want to save that for myself kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make one for other people then. Yeah. But it's like from everything Can from I like what kind of house, point? not yet, what kind of house to what kind of sex I want to have to how masculine I want to be to where I want to travel to what kind of people I want to what kind of relationships, who I want relationships with. Mm-hmm. Very specific. That's really good. Right. So I would say the second bullet point, and this is a big one, when people have like an awakening and you kind of did this too, when you had an awakening of like saying what you really mean, mm. you cannot get mad at for at people for what you haven't done. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with you and yeah. what happens with, I mean, I did it too. Like you finally feel this sense of freedom. Like I'm going to say what I want. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and you've never cared and you never supported me. So <laughs> stick it up your butt. Like you get, you know, right. people get all like weird about it. And it's like, just go, you may go through this transitional period really well, or you can be like that and no one wants to be around you. You know what I mean? Especially right. as it applies to relationships. Like you, again, like I said, women are most likely the first um, barrier of stopping themselves from doing something because they think that their husband will be weird about it. So they mm. don't even do it. And so I've had, I've sat with coaching clients where it's that story. It's, well, I didn't do it because I thought you wouldn't like it. Well, great. That was you stopping yourself. Like you didn't even ask, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you did ask, you probably didn't have the skill set then to ask well. Say what you want. Mean what you say. (laughs) Say what you want. Say why you want it. Say why it matters. That's what it Mm -hmm. is. Say what you want. Say why it matters. That's right. But don't be mad about it. Don't be a mean lady about it if you're sort of going through this journey. What would bullet point number three be since you threw the points at me? Well, do you Finding want me to go back to the uh, law of attraction stuff? It's like, number one is the law of attraction. Second is the, the law of deliberate creation. So you have to create space and time for these things to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the law of allowing. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Right. Women's group coaching. I mean, that's, you knew. Creating, that's, oh, man. Yeah. What? That perfect segue. I think it should be called the goddess squad. We named it wrong. The god squad. Goddess. Okay. Talk a little bit about... um. Uh, women's group coaching. So, women's group coaching is a. I can't do that. Yeah, my sure brain. Turn that off. I love you, Beth. <laughs> uh, but anyway, women's group coaching is really like this team of women who are going to be working together to help you become your inner goddess. And mm-hmm. what what do I mean by that? You're like the Nefertiti. You're the Beyonce. You're the who's another person I can think of. You're the me. You're the. Betty White. I don't You're know. the you. You're finding you. You're finding your inner goddess in this group every single week. We, I mean, our plan, everything from our planner to how we are planning to run our calls to the, 
the topics every single month, they're all designed to get you to your maximum goddess capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm super excited about it. So all the- of February, which is almost wrapping up here since mm-hmm. this will publish late February, all of that, that time frame, you have a discount for signing up. So you, if you sign up now, you get an introduction introduction rate for the lifetime of your membership. Mm-hmm. If you wait till March 1st, when the when the group starts, you lose. It goes up. You get the, the higher rate. Up. So sign up now, right, right. now, right now. And, and men, if your wife was upset with your uh, Valentine's Day gift, <laughs> get her this. Yeah, get her this. Why not? And the thing about the the types of groups that we run, like the Badass Husband Mastermind or uh, the Women's Group Coaching, is every other person in the group has the same mindset. And you are the sum of the five people, men or women, that you hang out with the most. So for me, I tell my dudes, it's like, I want to be up here. So that's why you, there's a, an application phone call to get into the group in the first mm-hmm. place. I'm like, okay, bro, I don't, you know, I, and, and I've- set, I have the applications that I need to go through this very day. For that's the right. Group. So go to anatomyofus.com forward slash women's group coaching. Mm-hmm. If you want to level up, level it up. Right. And then people. I want to share, so this, I took a picture of a piece of artwork that I saw at Marshall's Home Goods, my favorite stores ever. Mm. Um, and it says this, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And I think that that's brilliant. If we think that our life sort of just pops up and does whatever, and mm-hmm. then we kind of make make heads or tails of it. Everybody we, thinks that. Everybody thinks that life just kind of happens to you. That's the biggest amount of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life because it doesn't. You steer everything. You are the ultimate master of what you do. Now, things happen that you don't have control of, Mm -hmm. but you have control of everything from what you drink in the morning. Do you smoke cigarettes? Do you uh, vape? Do you wear (laughs) polos? Do you wear jinkos? Do you wear hats? Do you shave your head? Like I know that sounds stupid, but all of those things are your choices. How you talk to yourself, what you say to your bad thoughts, what you do with your dreams, what you don't do with your dreams. These are all things that you choose. You, woman, man, are the creator of your entire life, Mm -hmm. right? And if you want to have strength and power and stability and feel centered and feel confident and feel strong and a goddess, freaking create it. There's no one's going to do it for you. And don't wait for it too. Another misnomer that is huge is, oh, well, the timing's not right. Or I I will be in a better position when X, Y, Z. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The timing's right to buy a house, like we'll save a down payment and, you know, don't just quit your job a day before you, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's, there's wisdom around that, but change can be instance, whether it's forced upon you or whether you choose it. Mm-hmm. And usually the, the changes that we choose are the ones that we feel, well, we can control them because we chose them obviously, but then we have the best plan laid out. We have, we have a, a framework, right? So if you choose to be in the women's group coaching, you're choosing, you're saying yes to a lot of stuff and you're saying no to other stuff, right? right. What we say yes to is, Instantly, what we say no to, same thing. What we say no to, then we're saying yes to something right. else, right? So there is no, yeah, you don't you don't find yourself like, mm-hmm. oh, I went to India and boom, I, under a rock, there was Melanie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's, there, I don't know, there's the secret key to Melanie. Right. Um, I'm reading a book and uh, I underlined this, this quote last night that talked exactly about that. It's like, okay, I'll be this when I get that one certain thing rather than like, oh, what are you going to do with that thing right. when you get it, right? And you can create all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, do I'm, I'm not going to find a six-pack abs tomorrow morning and just look down, right? 
if I'm not doing the work for him. That's funny. You know, it's not my destiny. You know, right. a lot of people, oh, I got to find my true self. And if I could just do this or right. go to India or fly this or divorce, get another bedspread or get another, get another, another haircut or divorce my husband right. or wife or buy this Corvette or something, then I'll find myself. Right. No, it's not under the floorboard of your Corvette, you know, or anything like that. Right. You create that. Right. You work, you cultivate that, right. you visualize it, you attract it, you make space to deliberately create Let me say, this to form right. and then you let it form. Something that's amazing too. I was thinking um, like when I was first working through this so journey mad. in myself, you're mad that we're informing our friends of how to become goddess. I yeah. don't get mad. Be okay. glad. I'm glad. So I would do things like this. I would start to feel frustration about whatever it was, Seth, the kids, the house, whatever it was. And I would literally say to myself in my head, or if no one was home, I'd say it out loud. Mm. And I'd be like, I can do this. I'm a goddess. I'm mm. fine. Like, and I nice. would just talk to my feelings, not even necessarily like real formed thoughts yet mm -hmm. in my head, but I would have a visceral feeling of like, this is too much. It's mm -hmm. overwhelming. And then I'd be like, no, this then is not too you, much. How did you feel after you told Absolutely yourself that? Absolutely amazing. And it took amazing. Point, it put less than one second. Did you freaking find that in the carpet dust of the vacuum? <laughs> oh, there it is. There's my, there's my spirit. I almost threw it in the trash. Ooh, I sucked it up with a Dyson. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> right. You said, okay, I'm choosing this. And you decided and you did it. And for some reason, like I've hauled a lot of big ass deer out of the woods, right. always by myself, right? right? Un unless I get an elk and then you got to have help for that. But these big bucks are like 240, 50 pounds, right? And you shoot them, you know, not on a conveyor belt right. in the woods. <laughs> They're in the woods and with they briars. have legs that go directions right. and, and logs and stuff like that. And it is the hardest thing in the world after you've been hunting for a long time and then you shoot it, you got it, it takes forever. And then you drag it. That is so hard. But there have been times where I have to like, oh, great. I have this big hill to go up. I go, just like you, you got this. Right. Or I usually say, let's go. Right. Let's do this. Right. And then you, and you get it and you go. You think I feel good or shitty or I doubt myself after that? No. Hell no. no. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I do. And how do you feel when you say, I got this? Amazing. It's like instantly everything changes. Right. So- no, don't outro gotta yet. Wrap, wrap this up. Uh, I, quick business idea. You okay. should have a local thing where um, people around you, like men or women who are interested in hunting, and it mm -hmm. could be called elkhelp.com. And it's like, I shot an elk, ping me, and I'll help you drag it out. <laughs> and that's, that's a good idea. That's what buddies are for. Elkhelp.com. <laughs> That's not a real site. And if local. it is, I don't even know. You're like, hey, give me a steak from it or right, something like yeah. that. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Well, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope that it inspires you to become the most inner goddess, humanly possible, goddessly possible. Goddessly and possible. if you like this show, please rate and review it on iTunes. We are two reviews away from being at the 1K mark, right. and I'm here that for it. That 1,000th reviewer is going to get something special, I promise you. So if you got any questions, guys, remember to go to badasshusband.com, also anatomyofus.com forward slash women's group coaching. Hit us up on Instagram. We're here for you. <laughs> Dang, she's jamming. So, all right, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. All right, all right. bye. Bye.